0: to drummers only radio drummers only is the uk's leading drum shop with store locations in glasgow and leeds our podcasts are full of interviews gear reviews and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop the show is hosted by two pasty scottish dudes who talk real fast whoa slow down there brave heart so here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Hello everybody, this is Drummers Only Radio, episode number 45, I believe. And we are here with Mr Neil Golding. After... Good evening Neil, how are you? Good evening,
1: nice to see you guys.
0: You too, Neil. For those of you who may not know, is a publisher. He owns Gold Media and Events, and they, you guys publish like Drummers Review and Bass Guitar Review, get Electric Guitar Review. Yes,
1: we've got several review sites. Yeah.
0: For shows, yes, that's right. Uh, but more importantly, this man is the man behind the UK Drum Show. So congratulations on being able to bring it back. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, amazing news, man! Amazing news. So uh, you've moved. Uh, you're moving room. You're moving house. We are, we are indeed, Um, I mean for for any
1: of um, your viewers um, that have been guests to the show in Manchester over the last uh, three years, 17, 18 and 19, we ran at Manchester, would have come to see that the the show had grown year on year with with exhibitors and with uh, a great following. Um, So it's, um, we were getting to a point whereby we were considering the move. and I think with the lockdown and everything that came along, it just gave us time to reflect and think, well, look, if we're going to make the move, now's possibly the time.
0: Yeah, so what brought it on? Was it just change of, just change of scenery or is it, is it, was it a, a business decision? Or
1: it, it, it was very much a business decision. Um, the, the venue itself, we pretty much maxed out getting uh, exhibitors and, and new people and companies wanted to come along and uh, appear at the show. They tapped into to what we've created in Manchester and it's, it's been a great vibe. So we were getting to the point that, well, when we concluded 2019, um, folks, were, were to, the exhibitors were very keen to rebook very quickly. Mm. Um, obviously, none of us knew that just a few months later, we were <laughs> all going to be where we are now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to their credit, they've, they've stuck by us, but... Um, when folks start to book up in 2019, we we really did discover that we were running out of space and running out of space fast. So I guess, you know, we just took the view and we've had, believe it or not, we've had more inquiries from exhibitors wanting to come and join us, even throughout the lockdown, not necessarily knowing at what point we would return, but there is so much built up enthusiasm for the show. There were businesses that wanted to be part of it when it came to return, so what a what a problem to have. More people want to join. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a good problem to have, but you know with the, and that's only part of it, of course. Um, of course, going to a bigger venue, it, it also was a consideration with um, not having a crystal ball for for the next twelve months ahead. Um, we had to also factor in if we if we needed to apply any form of social distancing going to the liverpool acc Mm. the venue is is so much larger sure um i mean the exhibition hall itself is is twice what people would have experienced in manchester so the hall is is pretty much double and the whole footprint of the show from the queuing to the auditorium everything else is a lot is a lot lot bigger so it it, that played another consideration as well as exhibitors wanting to join us Uh we had to be aware of just being mindful of if we needed to apply space and distancing you know god forbid you know april next year 2022 this should hopefully all be you know a nightmare well and truly passed by then fingers
0: crossed yeah so
1: um and, and that was a consideration with the auditorium as well because um guests that have been to manchester um you know there's been a couple of times where we've got quite close to capacity Mm-hmm. Uh, I recall Benny Greb. You know, we, there were people standing at the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. So um, the auditorium adds another 400 seats um, upon Manchester, which was 800. So it's now potentially got up to 1,200 seats if we need them. Yeah, so again, yeah. it's just just trying to second guess situations for 2022 with the considerations that we we may not even need to put in place, but they're there if if we need them
0: amazing I mean this is purely from a sort of back end point of view that it can't be a bad idea for noise pollution either these things get loud so more space means that you know it, it as a retailer it, for us we can at least have conversations if you're a bit further away from from someone else who's who's testing out gear and all that so it's a it's a it's a great shout man even from our point of view you know so it's
1: It's a a, a difficult one when it comes to drum shows because they're always typically (laughs) noisy and you know we we have both exhibitors and guests that are so enthusiastic about the passion that they have for drumming yeah but it can get carried away and the volume does go up I mean we 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 have the period of 15 minutes play time which is really 15 minutes of noise (laughs) Um, and then we try to calm it down for 45 minutes that proceeds thereafter but I mean, we're always kicking around ideas and suggestions. I mean, you know, in the past there's been the suggestion of whether we, we have a, a quiet show where we, we don't allow, you know, oh, wow. instruments to be played and more of an interaction with with the brands and they talk of it more of an a showroom environment, but I don't know. Drummers are drummers, man. Drummers are drummers. They're yeah. gonna, they want to hit stuff. They want to play stuff. And I think, you know, noise is a byproduct and we try and manage that the best we can.
0: Yeah, and it's part of the excitement of the show. If you're seven years old and you've just started playing, like going to a drum show that doesn't make any noise would be a little... I think it would be a little disappointing. Eh? Yeah. And,
1: and I, I've walked the halls, you know, when the shows, when the show's in full swing, I often will walk around and check out what's going on in the booths. And, and funny you mentioned the youngsters, because <laughs> we've seen, we've seen some very enthusiastic boys and girls at drum kits. I mean, phenomenally good. At I know. Such a good age. I know. Um, and I think that, that as well is, is part of it is, um, the show is it is a family event. You know, we see you know, we see Mars Mars and Pars with sons and daughters, and it, it's it's really good to see that they, they come along on a part of the day or the weekend.
0: Yeah, and they travel as well. We've we've dealt with people from all walks of all parts of the country from the very north to the very south, east and west. So it's yes, it's a pretty amazing community when it's all together.
1: Drummers are unique, I think, in that yeah. sense, which was you know, when we made the decision to move to Liverpool, we 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 did think you know you know the show has become established in Manchester. However, it's only forty five minutes down the road, and I think if you put on a good show and people have got used to, or hopefully got used to the standard of show we put on, we thought you know folks will travel and they do, like you say, they travel from all over all over the UK. I mean, I'm I'm generally despite being sat here in front of a camera with you now i'm generally someone that doesn't normally do this type of interview i'm quite happy behind the scenes known mostly to the trade of course and not so much um consumer facing although it's a family show you know my my wife but daughter, and family and friends they come along and they and they and they all help on a couple of occasions i've had to put myself in on the stage and speak to, to our guests um, when the hosts haven't been there or they've been caught up with something else, and that's all fine. And um in doing so I've revealed myself and um guests that have, have, have come along to the show have revealed some of the some far out places that they've they've traveled yeah. from. I mean, we see the tickets coming in. And I mean, there are places that I don't even know, I have to confess. <laughs> um, but we've had you know, guests from, you know, from, from local across across the walser in Ireland, anything mm-hmm. from Australia to wow. you know, the States. So it, it's, it really does get people motivated enough to get on a plane and come and see us, which is, yeah. I think it's something that the UK should be really proud of. Um, there was, um, I won't say who, but I can remember... Um, uh, a, a very high-up individual within one of the, the, the one of the most recognised brands um, that exhibits, and they said we, we we have nothing like this in our country. Wow. The UK is so lucky to have something like this. So um, it succeeds because drummers are a community.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And we uh, we we'd had Jared Falk from Drumio on uh, as our yeah. last our last guest, yeah. and we were talking about the the heritage that the UK music scene has despite its size and with its p- sort of position within the market is not necessarily the biggest, it has this heritage. And I think young drummers are keen to keep that going, that sort of heritage of, 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 of great drummers that we, we've sort of put out over the years, you know, and, mm. and it shows shows like yours is a chance for that to, to blossom.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I can recall, um, I forget was it, whether, it, I think it was the last one, the 2019 show, um, John Famularo uh, caught mm. up with me towards the end and he said, you know, that, that what you've created here is something that, you know, we, you should all be proud of here in the UK. You know, you've attracted such a, a mixed um, um, group of people varying in all ages to come along and, um, you know, get inspired and get motivated. And, and again, you know, he was just saying that, um, you know, the drumming community and the music community here in the UK is something that the world, I think, holds in high regard. Regardless that we're, you know, we're a small island, um, you know, we
0: we should be proud of this. Absolutely. So most of the people that will be listening to or watching this um, are, are end user consumers and won't really have an idea of the sort of logistical challenges of putting on a show like the show you guys put on so could you could you highlight for those for those people just what it actually takes to get all those artists all those distributors all those retailers all in one place at the same time because it's a massive challenge it's it's a fair undertaking i mean i won't make light of it i mean
1: but th- again the drum community are very unified um, I mean, we, we speak with the brands, we let them know what's going on. I mean, from a logistical point of view, I mean, and, and this may have been no interest to your audience, but I mean, even down, I guess, to silly things like planning the hall, getting people in there in the right order, all of those things, trucks and lorries turning up at the, the right time, um, you know, because that, you know, simple things like that make a big difference because if one thing goes wrong, everything's act up.
0: The last show we did in Manchester, we were exhibiting. Uh, we were showing Sonar, and mm. they they turned up very late. Those things happen. Yeah, I, absolutely. It's just what it's yeah. just part of it, you know. But
1: and that was one. You know, that's a, that's one obstacle where you know they turned up very late in the day. Thankfully, that doesn't happen that often.
0: But no, but yeah. like at ten a.m. the next day, no one has any idea. No, you know, and that's the real magic of it. That's it. You don't, you, know. go, you
1: don't know what goes behind behind the scenes. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Sonner guy's turned up late. Or, you know, we'll have a... I can recall, and, and bless him, I've, 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 I've got to uh, pay a tribute to Ralph Peterson, who, who sadly passed away um, uh, this year. And I can remember Ralph. Um, <laughs> he had he'd done the show, and he was... Uh, we, we said our goodbyes. And normally I would travel back on uh, Sunday evening, but I thought I'll, I'll, st- I'll stay in Manchester and uh, we'll have a relaxing start to Monday morning before we, we headed back. And um, little did I know, at six o'clock in the morning, my phone <laughs> is ringing and ringing and ringing on my bedside table um, to learn that to, to have a very uh, uh, disturbed Ralph Peterson on the phone to tell us that Thomas Cook had just gone bankrupt <laughs> and his flight home that he had to get back for because he was teaching um, had got into liquidation. Oh, so, man. So, like, <laughs> just one of those things you can never predict. And, yeah. um, you know, he, there's another flight in 10 minutes. It's this cost. I need to take it. Can we go? Good. And, you know, it's
0: yeah. just one of those things you can never
1: prepare for. But... I, I think in, in truth, preparing for shows is, is hard work and people don't know go, what goes on behind the scenes. However, I think for all those people that have survived personally and businesses that have survived COVID over the past 12 months, I do think if you can get through this, <laughs> you can get through absolutely anything.
0: Oh, yeah, I would agree. It's been um, a fascinating time for retail. You know, um, uh, Instantly, we were... An internet shop, you know, mm. just overnight, and we're fortunate that we work hard at the social media side of it, so sure. we have a, a relatively decent uh, presence and communication with people. So you know, we just keep turning up to work. Really, you know, we yeah. don't, we don't really think about it beyond that. You just, it's all solution based. It has to be. It's, the, it's like putting on a show. It's like figuring out, yeah. okay, X, Y, and Z has happened. It doesn't matter. All that matters is how we fix it.
1: Well, everyone's got to move forward. I mean, conversations even earlier on today, um, whether it's um, the UK drum show or the expansion of the other shows that we're adding within um, the ACC in Liverpool, you know, the questions asked, you know, how does one plan for all of these things going forward? And and the simple answer is we have to plan, as corny as it sounds, for the future. There is no point us all sitting around waiting for the perfect situation to return so we can all get back to the things we love
0: yeah
1: so um i mean i think you know as far as april goes and that's another reason for the for the date change i should add um for all of those that have that bought tickets and they've been pushed on um to this year of course and then on again to april i mean i i'd like to you know thank people that have supported the show and and requested and been in touch with us and sent us messages about you know we'd love to still come can we carry our tickets over despite it being a change of date Mm -hmm. a change of venue (laughs) and uh, you know i'd like to say to them we know thank you very much because it's your support and the trade support coming together that means that you know we've got something to aim towards and the comments for Liverpool has been, you know, very, very very positive, I must say.
0: Good, good. So maybe backtracking a bit uh, from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the, the show was a kind of evolution of The Drummer, drummer Live.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we're going back to even time before my involvement in okay. lot of
0: Um But just to, to skip
1: through the highlights. So um, there was a, a former publisher that I, I wasn't involved with that, that owned... Drummer magazine, back in its day, uh, and they came about with the idea of Drummer Live. Um, at that point, I, I worked for a small family publisher um, based down in the West Country because that's where I live, and they acquired Drummer, mag- drummer magazine. And really, at that point, um, the drum trade said, "Look, you know, we used to have a show that used to go with this." what's the chances of you doing it? So um, there I was introduced to Drummer Magazine and and the concept or certainly desire from the trade to to have a show and out of that came um, the London Drum Show. So for folks that don't know this, I used to work for the small family publisher that launched the London Drum Show, the London Bass Guitar Show and the London Acoustic Guitar Show um, going back seven or eight years now, if not longer.
0: Yeah. No so,
1: um, and then, you know, the, the, the media and publishers change hands with products and whether it be shows or magazines. And I've been along for the journey um, w- with them up until a point where I just thought to myself, there's without getting too political, there's, there's, there's too many cooks um, and I'd like to be the master of
0: our own destiny. Yeah, because where I was going to go with that, but I think you've kind of answered it. Was why start a show? Why start the show? Um, what it, it, just j- like,
1: Manchester?
0: I, I, I just uh, yeah, a drum show, and, you know, and uh, it, I guess we, it was going to be a sort of two-part question. And that, do you think yes. there's still a sort of? I don't want to. I don't want to use the word responsibility, but a community responsibility to drummers, and yeah. and to the people that support things like any like the, the reviews, the review mags and yeah. things, you know. Just... Yeah, the,
1: the, the, there is very much a responsibility side of it. And, and it's funny because it's something that I've throughout the last 12 months has been very much I've spoken to friends and, you know, my, my wife and family about it. and it. And it, it is a responsibility because, you know, there, there are companies and corporations and it's very much about the bottom line and it's about spreadsheets. You know, we, mm. we've all got make a profit We've all got to pay the bills like like everyone else but the responsibility is if i don't do it who would and how good a job would they do so it, it is a sense of responsibility to deliver, to deliver this to the community because i mean many many years ago there used to be general music shows where the whole band would come along and um which you know is of no possible interest to possible drummers but It was a sense of community. It was somewhere for musicians to go. And I guess the other thing is with with, with so many distractions now, with, you know, the internet, you know, gaming, whatever it might be, um, there there is such a high value on live music. For me, that's really at the heart of it for me. It's, I owe a lot personally to live music and music, you know, I think it's in our lives every day. Now, whether it's a jingle for an advert or a live gig or, you know, going to a wedding or what have you, or even listening to music in the car, I think we're subconsciously, we listen to music all day long in some some form. So if if we can play a part for finding, you know, encouraging music, but also finding the next generations of musicians, because it, it is an art. Um, it is challenging. I mean, it, you know, the, the entertainment sector has got hit. Not, I can't say as hard as everyone else, but equally, I would say yeah, as hard, yeah, hard as some industries. So, it's so important that um, we have these these places in place.
0: Yeah, it's, we've been. I'd had a chat about, you know, is it a responsibility of instrument makers to keep people playing? and keep encouraging them to play. And some brands have taken it on. If you look at brands like Fender or Vic Firth or brands like that, which produce a lot of educational content for all levels. But this feels like that's a thing that you're doing as well. If it gets someone to get that dusty drum kit out the cupboard, then that can only be a great thing for everybody within the industry. It's motivation. Yeah.
1: It's it's motivating people to learn, um, to, to get involved, to improve um and the brands that you mentioned yeah you know th- th- there are companies out there that do see education as, as as a route to finding musicians for the future uh and that's that that's just smart business sense at the end of the day you know you can't just rely on marketing product alone you've got to encourage people to want to become musicians and pick up an instrument and um Another side of my business is Music Instrument News, which is a trade news website. But with the conversations that go on with all the, the, the manufacturers or distributors, um, what's been really encouraging is, you know, certain businesses have done very well throughout the pandemic. And that's obviously they they wouldn't shout that from the highest rooftops because, um, you know, no one wants to admit some form of success in, in, in a pandemic when everyone's struggling but but the but the positive to take from it is the fact that they see and feel that it's new people whether it's drums acoustic guitar whatever it might be are picking up an instrument because they've got time on their hands life slowed down a bit people have stayed in more um, because of legislation and they've thought i've always wanted to do this i've got the time yeah for sure Um, for sure, so absolutely. I think it's continuing that journey. I think that's the message for a lot of the brands is that they've picked up new musicians that they hope will continue their personal journey with a, with a musical instrument of some description. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, yeah. Does that tie in then to the, the artists that you choose to to showcase and, and to put on, you know, so you you know that you'll get one drummer that will teach, you know, that they, they, maybe they, they, they're known for a certain tuitional style Or is it just a case of who's around? Or, you know, how does that side of it pick it? Because it it feels like it should be tied into that responsibility somehow, I don't know.
1: It's a position of, quite simply, we can't please all the people all the time. (laughs) No. Um, And what I mean by that is musicians will have possibly their preferred genre of music, um, whether it may be jazz, funk, rock, whatever it might be. So the coming together of artists at the shows is really to try and tick as many boxes as we can so that someone can take something away from seeing one of their idols or two of their idols and being inspired, with the, inspired by the live performances. But then of course, you know, we, we have things like the Mike Dolbear uh, clinic room where it's, you know, it's a smaller environment and there's a variety of different, different topics. Um, that are covered. Um, And then what was supposed to happen for 2020, and I'm very pleased to to say that I heard from him very recently, Mike Johnston, um, Ah. to use his words, is 1000% behind returning to the UK drum show for April next this year. And one of the new features for that was um, a selection of artists, Mike included, were doing some lessons Um, in a separate room so another educational room so it really is giving people as many rich experiences that we can possibly squeeze into two days you know um, if we had infinite space (laughs) uh, infinite artists infinite budget and what have you um, we we would do more and more all the time but I think for a two-day show you know, there's six main stage artists on each of the days, you know, there's education, there's Mike Dolbear, And then of course there's, there's all the, the fabulous products that the exhibitors bring.
0: Yeah. That feels like quite a lot, man. That's, um, that's a lot to, to sort of, for what a te- 10 or 20 quid, something for your ticket, you know, that's, it, it's kind of, where else are you going to get that?
1: Yes. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned the ticket prices because um you know, I, I I, I, I'm a father, I've got children, um, and, you know, when you want to encourage, you know, your family to be involved in a musical journey, we didn't want it to be cost prohibitive. I, know, I mean, I've been to plenty of places, um, and some of the costs to take a family or, you know, more than just yourself can be quite eye-watering, with
0: costs. So Cinema? well the it's cinema just something as simple as going to the cinema now is 100 yeah, I mean, quid
1: easy it, it, that was it i mean there was a there was a we went as a family of four to the view cinema um a couple of years ago and it was it was like 85 pounds mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. crazy yeah yeah oh so, uh, yeah i think i think it's incredible but i mean i would say that but i think it's i think i think it's good value for money you know it's 20 or pounds for, for for a ticket and people can be there all day you know you've got the artists and clinics and everything else going
0: well listen there. man we could put a clinic on in the shop and it could be dependent it's artist dependent typically you know of course it's, um yeah. could be a tenor, and yeah. you're you're going to see that artist for two and a half hours maybe like a signing at the end well yeah. if you you kind of double that fee you get to see 12 artists you have educational rooms across two days and then a further educational room if you want to take it that's kind of yeah. amazing you know, it's kind of amazing to to sort of be able to pull that off at that kind of money. I think, it, I th- you know, I've I've spoken at length with people. Like, uh, there's sometimes maybe it's me. There's a a sort of a misperception in the cost of things, even products like when people talk about the price of a pair of drumsticks. I've see I've seen how that gets made. I've seen how that yeah. product gets made. I've been to the Vic Firth factory. So yeah, it's a tenor. It's not a lot of money for the, the you know, it's 20 odd credit it's not a lot of money, man. There's a lot of,
1: there, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that involves personnel or Vic, you know, machinery and staffing and storage and distribution and, and everything else. And whatever your business is, you've you've always got to respect the fact that that people outside of your business are not going to know the, the real innings, you know.
0: Uh, No, you're right. So then is it a case of how do you create that message of value for people?
1: Well, I think I think folks should hopefully see it for themselves to some degree. I mean, before we headed out, even going back to uh, London Drum Show all those years ago. um, And again, when we looked at the ticket price and the ticket price, to be fair, hasn't really changed in all those years Mm -hmm. that much. You know, we've kept we've purposely kept it low. Um, So I guess there will be drummers out there that have, have been along and had been to a clinic or uh, have had a lesson with, um, whoever the artist may be. And in some instances, you know, we've known for people to pay, you know, 50 or 60 pounds for a relatively short amount of time mm-hmm. with just one artist. Mm-hmm. So, um, what can I say? I, it, it, it's good value for people to come along, yeah. whether it's the day or the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, you know for all the years i've been doing shows we've never really been beaten up too much on the ticket price oh, so i think great. i think folks can understand that you know the the example you
0: just gave we're going to the cinema for an hour and a half being best part of 100 <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of <laughs> ludicrous you know it's kind of ludicrous do you see there's a, a, a responsibility between or a difference in responsibility from how you have to deal with the artists versus how you have to deal with the public and because those that's a it's two different sets of needs that you need to meet all weekend
1: yeah i mean whilst we are we're endeavoring with expanding um, the show for for next april covering various sectors of musical instruments not just drums um, my experience of the drummers that have, have come to be at the show whether it be a clinic or main stage performance um i would say in, in general sense that they're they're of low maintenance um uh, i mean everybody wants to know who the diva is um <laughs> but i've got to say you know some of these are i mean they're they're they are total pros um you know that they they'll turn up that you know the international guys the u.s guys will you know they'll fly in you know, when it was in Manchester, there'd be a flight into uh, Heathrow and often another internal flight from Heathrow up to uh, Manchester. Yet they will turn up having hardly any sleep with a smile on their faces um, and, you know, no real issues. You know, I, I suppose for me, the, the, the success of it being almost hassle-free with the artist comes down to the team that, that work with me because whilst I'm sat in front of a screen with you now, the show isn't just me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to have friends and colleagues in the industry that are their pros at what they do, you know, whether it be, you know, Martin Oldham at, at drums uh, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. um, who most people in, within the industry will know who he is regimented completely on it. And People like Martin, who's you know an unsung hero, who sits behind the curtain and works with the guys to make sure those drum kits are set up, the artists are happy. He is one of the reasons that we don't have hassles or, or problems with the artists because, you know, there I think there is a video um, on the UK Drum Show website with some of the impartial comments from some of the drummers that have come to play. You know, whether it's Don Famularo or Nicky Glassby and their their experience of physically coming to the show being at the show being treated well and professional and, and it running as a well-organized event is is one of the reasons probably why I, I don't get too many complaints or problems apart from things like thomas cook going out of business overnight and ralph complaining <laughs> he's got no plane but
0: <laughs> you know solution-based thinking man you'll get it. it's fine it's fine yeah guys like martin are amazing i remember Martin's first ever clinic tour when he, he came to Scotland was with Tama and, and Simon Phillips and having to set that kit up. So so to see him go from sort of being kind of quite rightly very nervous to just absolutely bossing backstage is amazing to watch. It's, it's and it, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy as well because he a, he's a total gem.
1: And, and he's a pro and the thing is because he's so professional with what he does, you know, don't forget that when the artists arrive at the show, apart from either correspondence with email or, uh, you know, a Zoom or a FaceTime call, that they don't know much of me apart from the event that I organise and host, yeah. let alone Martin, who stood behind the curtain <laughs> for the best part of two days. Yeah. But um, they arrive and Martin puts them at complete ease and he's got a skill because... He's very authoritative, if you know Martin. And when folks turn up, there is this is what needs to be done, and th- there's no ifs or buts or maybes. Is this is how it will happen. And I think artists feel relaxed because they don't know Martin. They're turning up to a show in a foreign country after not sleeping much, and they need to be assured that like, no, 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 one of our artists is going to want to feel embarrassed because something it hasn't worked or been set up properly. So people like Martin are, are the real un- unsung heroes here.
0: Yeah, and I think what people maybe don't realise is each one of these artists have um, various uh, sort of conditions within the rider. You know, they, they might be the guy that wants to be hands-on tuning his own kit. Or yes. it, it might be, here's my sentence, just all I want to do is rock on up. And it, every sort of variation in between all that. So to, to sort of balance and manage that all day for two days for three or four rooms is... It's kind of amazing you know it's
1: well everyone's singing from the same sheet i guess because the efficiency of the show is is down is down to good time management as 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 straightforward as that might sound but it is simply that you're right there are artists that will want to just freestyle there are others that want to play to backing tracks there'll be others that want to do a bit more interaction um, I mean, I make reference to Don Famularo again. you know he personally took upon it, took it upon himself that ahead of his appearance on the main stage, he stood at the entrance of the auditorium and shook everybody's hand as they oh, came wow. in, which I thought was a really nice touch. Um, so it, it's funny how whilst they're all operating in the same space over the weekend with the auditorium in particular, um, the moods vary so differently with the the style, character, or genre yeah. or music that these guys or or girls um, will be playing. And um, again, it's, it's down to Martin. Uh, you know, w- with hats off to Martin, that he manages these guys with their expectations of what they want to do whilst watching the clock.
0: Yeah, and it feels like the whole production's egoless. It doesn't matter how he feels about any of it, or how any of the backstage staff feel at all. It, it, it's it's sort of over and above them, if that makes yeah. sense, you know, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So, if, if, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes without a hitch, what do you see as being the evolution of the show from here on in? Do you still see it being a big retail event as well, or do you see that changing? You know, the way people buy has obviously shifted greatly in the last year, you know, yeah. so that... Yeah. The, and, and retail has, has been... A part of these shows for a long time you know
1: yes I mean speaking to yourselves and as an online retailer I, I, I suppose I have to confess the shows were never set out necessarily to be a retail experience um it, it, it was never it was never that case and I guess what I mean by that is you know there are, there are plenty of experienced staff in retail shops that can you know that they see their their regular customers all the time. They engage, or if they're online, they've got an online audience and what have you. But from the show side of it, it was very much um, more of a tactile arrangement. And what I mean by that is um, customers can visit stores typically three hundred and sixty-four <laughs> days a year. Yeah, um, and they know all the brands. Um, but what they don't necessarily know or uh, get to experience is the people behind the brands, or the all the distribution of those brands. So when I first, even going back to London Drum Show days, it wasn't about stack it high and sell it cheap, <laughs> because for everybody that's a race to the bottom. Yes, um, it's about it's about supporting one another. Um, so, whilst guests can buy things at the UK drum show, and there may be a show special that the, the odd company might put together, it's really about being shown and taught about the product. And identifying with a product rather than a pushy salesperson trying to sell something. Mm. Um, Not that I'm saying all salespeople, (laughs) and uh, you know, and it is a commercial exercise. You know that the businesses are there; they want to show, they want to lay out their table and show their their wares. But for me, it's it is an exhibition. It's for people to come along, look at product, get inspired, take in a clinic, take in a performance, and to go back to their local retail shops and take that enthusiasm back to those music shops and go oh you won't believe who i saw at the weekend it was at the uk drum show or i tried this amazing snare or have you seen Minor's new cymbals or zealton's new hi-hat or whatever it might be let's go and see billy in our local drum shop sure they've got them there so it's really top down i guess it's we want to. We want to put on a show.
0: It's kind of lovely to hear that, actually, because um, it, it, as a sort of coming from a retail, uh, the retail side of it, it can often feel like there's an expectation from the public, not necessarily from, from the back end that it that it may be, yeah. uh, stack them high, get rid of them, and that's the last thing we necessarily want as well, because there's that doesn't end very well.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't end well for. It doesn't end well for anybody. I mean, look, we, we've all got access to Amazon and Google and what have you. So we can jump online and see, get the, you know, save a penny here, save a pound <laughs> yeah. there. And that's all well and good. But in the same way that, and the same ethos of putting these shows on, musicians and music lovers have got to support their local music shops because they are local. <laughs> You know, we may have an event once a year in Liverpool, but and that's two days. The the music retail shops, whether it's online or whether it's bricks and mortar, they are there 364, 365 days a year. And folks have to support them, because if you're going off to a gig in an evening and something's gone wrong during the day, it doesn't care how quick you can click on the Amazon button. It's those local retail shops that will save your bacon because they've got the expertise, whether it's fixing or providing a solution. So coming back to the show, it's we're happy for people that want to buy and sell, but it's got to be about supporting the shops.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's community growth, isn't it? Because that, that is one takeaway that we get as we make relationships. With people yeah you know yeah. that w- we've never met before and they come up to the the, the booth whoever we're they're there with and we talk about the gear and we have a chat and then the next thing you're sitting having a coffee talking about bonham you know yeah and it becomes this relationship that you carry on uh, for the next four or five years yeah it
1: goes beyond the two days of the show it is mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 the experience that sticks Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's an artist or whether it's somebody on one of the booths that's been really helpful or answered a question about a product that they're interested in or whether they've got,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what sticks.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So am I, am I right in saying as well that uh, you're tying it in with the bass show this year or next year?
1: So, yes. So, of course, both the drum show and the the bass guitar show was due to run in 2020. Um, and... I mean the the absolute stress and fear as we were heading towards March, with things going on as they were. Um, I can recall speaking to another event organizer of a, of a, of a guitar show. Um, I think that took place in February, and we were sharing notes and we were saying, <laughs> "This is getting very close to the mark." With these, you know, the, the 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 information that were being shared and the you know some of the cautions and warnings that were coming, and we were thinking, "Oh goodness me, here we are." But um, so, yes, we've having to postpone both the drum show and the bass show. Um, moving it to Liverpool enabled us to bring both back simultaneously under the same roof um, because the venue is so much bigger. But I suppose for whether it's drummers that are watching this or their bass brethren that might be shared <laughs> the video in the future, who knows? Um the shows have still got to remain and have their own identity. You know, we've got, we've got communities, but drum and bass is the, is the rhythm section. You know, you, there are plenty of solo drummers out there, but, um,
0: you know, music is a collaboration, isn't it? Big time, time. Yeah, for sure. It just feels right, man. It just drums and bass together. Is, it feels right. You drums know. and
1: bass knit together very nicely and that, and they will be in neighboring halls. They will have um, their respective artists with performances and I have seen, you know, where there was there was some apprehension when we said about putting it in the same building because it wasn't to mingle the shows, but it was to put them on at the same time in the same venue. And what was really encouraging was when we put out an announcement on the UK drum show socials was how much the drummers said, fantastic, oh, amazing. place next door, yeah. which was, which was really, really quite... Yeah, satisfying to see that people really thought that was a, a good idea. And um for those that have again coming back to the ticket pricing and, and keeping it keeping it in check and keeping it balanced and it being about an experience, folks that buy a bass drum, bass guitar show ticket or a drum show ticket can go between either of them um, at, at no extra cost. Just they just need a day or a weekend ticket, and they can flip between. And if they really fancy it, there is in another hall. There will be electric guitars, and in another hall, there'll also be acoustic guitars.
0: It feels like kind of serendipity, you know. Like I, I can, I can sort of see people that are thinking about maybe sort of not quitting, but, you know, they've not played as much. And then the next thing you know, they're having a conversation with a bass player who they didn't realise was like three streets away from where they live. And they end up getting together and playing and it just keeps carrying on music. It's amazing. It's a great idea. I think it's really smart. We've got to
1: have some positivity. And it's also nice to have something to hang your hat on. (laughs) um, There are are musicians that that work for me across the review sites and they haven't had gigs Mm -hmm. in a year. Mm-hmm. um you know a good drumming friend said so he hasn't practiced in ages and he just thinks you know with with the the, the news of the show on the horizon be despite being a year away so it's, like it's almost a kick up the backside to go right hang on a minute who am i i've lost, I've lost some identity here for a minute because i'm not doing what i normally do yeah yeah for and sure. that's, that, that everyone can probably relate to that who plays a musical instrument it's been apart from practicing you're not out there gigging and yeah, that's that's the that's the rush of, of of doing this isn't it
0: absolutely very 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 true well mate um i really appreciate you taking the time to come and, and chat i'm really excited that the show's back um i think Thank it's been super we've been there for all three um and it's been always a great time. The the artists have been great. You know, it's like we've talked about, super pro, super slick. Um, what are the social media handles if people haven't found them yet? Do, can you, do you know them off the top of your head to just let uh, people know?
1: They are just simply the UK Drum Show. Um, great. Nice and straightforward.
0: So on all like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff? Great. Right. Yes. Great. Yeah. Well, mate i hope we get to see each other in april again um this episode sure should, will. will come out in a couple of weeks so we'll be sure to make uh to tag you and, and share it all out and uh again thanks so much for coming on it's been a real pleasure you're very
1: welcome thank you to all of your viewers as well that have um, bought tickets for the show and continue to buy tickets for the show we look forward to seeing you all in a few months from now
0: absolutely you take care till then take care see you mate Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk Drop us a line, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter At Drummers Only UK Make sure you subscribe to the podcast We're on Apple, Spotify and YouTube Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk Is the email, or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time